Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. It was so nice that I got to see you in person yesterday. It's true. We actually hung out uh, in R-I-L. Yeah, all of that. It was pretty exciting. IRL times. Yeah, it's weird yeah. when I've gotten more used to just, you know, Zoom, Andrea, and I see you in real life. I'm like, <laughs> I'm leaving this meeting <laughs> right now. It is weird because I did notice that there was like major pauses between our sentences to each other because yeah. we're so used to talking to each other on Zoom. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, I allowed a lot of time for buffering and uh, the audio to drop out. So, yeah, we were like a little off our game seeing each other in real life. Yeah, there was that one point during the evening where I just pretended I couldn't hear you. You know, it was... <laughs> like, it was good. We still got it. We still have real human connection with each other. Yes, yes. We'll, we'll keep at it. We'll keep at it. And, and overall, like, listen, I think you and I did a great job surviving uh, Super Spreader Weekend Part 3. And It's true. It's true. We just did like a baby. It was there was no spreading. There was no. It was nothing. Nope. We there was fine. nothing. It was zero spread. The only spread there was was the delicious spread of food that we had, and then that's how it should be. Hell yeah. The end. The end. <laughs> Well, guys, welcome to Sidework Podcast. I'm your host, Brooke Van Poplin. Hi, guys. I'm your other host, Andrea Wallace. And today joining us, first time guest co-hosting the pod with us. We're super excited to have him. He's an old pal of ours. Please welcome Jason Burke, everybody. Hello. Thank you for having Hi, me. Hi, Jason. Hi, Andrea. Yeah. Absolutely. Welcome. Yeah, it was great to uh, find out that you do uh, absolutely have service industry under that belt. I knew it, you know, and yeah. you probably cheesed it up, man. Oh, man. I mean, that's all I did from high school to uh, a real job. So Wow. Yeah, good, very, good. Good for you. Yep. Yeah. We're both both in that boat for sure. Um, so what we're going to do before we uh, get to know you a little bit better is uh, we are going to kick it off with some um, timely, delicious headlines Ooh. dropping out there today. So I just found out I was reading an article in The Guardian, and uh, this is how crazy people are. Boy, do they love their institutions. There are passengers all over the world, but probably mainly China, Indonesia, etc., who are so desperately missing flight and airline travel. But not just that, they're missing the food from airlines and flying. And because there's such an extreme surplus of, you know, prepackaged meals that haven't been served... The airlines, they're smart. They're pivoting just like every other restaurant model. It's up. It's available for curbside. 
I think you do you have to drive to the airport though that's the part I didn't get I don't know I mean there's weird things how like like you can go get Dodger Stadium food but you like have to go to Dodger Stadium to get it so it very well may be like curbside pickup only only park in the white zone if you want crappy airline food <laughs> I mean listen I I am starved for normalcy don't get me wrong but there's no amount of hunger where I'm like oh man what kind of cellophane am I about to peel off this microwave pocket of nightmares <laughs> truly heavy like I've Okay, I I really hate when I do this, but here we go. I have had some decent food on international flights when I've had a fancier seat. And you're like, okay, lamb shank on the way to Iceland, you know, yeah, with a nicely paired white wine. I was like, you know, but that's the shit that comes with paying through the nose for your first class ticket. Who the fuck wants like the it's usually like a horrible sandwich. I honestly, I do not mind bad airline food, but only on the plane because it's associated with anticipation of something exciting coming. So you're like, this is like a halfway through the flight or whatever. I'm like, I'll eat this bad sandwich because I'm hungry, but I don't want to take that off the flight. Never. Never. It's like, yeah, it's like a what happens in Vegas sort of rule Mm -hmm. where you're just truly (laughs) like what I eat on this airplane stays. It's totally true. (laughs) And then like on an international flight, I put, I'll put, I eat everything they put in front of me, which if you're on a 15 hour flight, they do like a snack every like two to three hours. Well, they do. And then between that, I'm like, I'll take another bottle of plastic wine, please. Like it's, it's, it's nice. I like a nice, a a nice little soft cheese in a, in a, in a plastic cup, you know? (laughs) Well, you know, and the reason they do this and the reason you love it is because it breaks up the time. It gives you something to look forward to so you're not just filled with monotony for 13 hours. And food, really, like, we're, we are just, you know, hungry little dogs who just want our treats and we have Pavlovian responses to trays and smells wafting from the galley yeah. and yeah, what have you. Yeah, just keep us full of junk and sedated, you know. But can I just add on, because in this article that I saw, is that in Taiwan, they're doing flights to nowhere. I know. So, like, people will board a plane and they'll, like, fly over Japan, but then they, like, go back to Taiwan. <laughs> what? That? I don't understand. Okay, You're- so, it's like, it's also people are just participating. They're volunteering. Like, they've set it up so you can go through security and airport check-in and board the plane and then just get off because some people just really miss it. Oh, my yeah, God. Yeah, it's like the whole rigmarole. And then I do think some of them, did, like, again, take off, but they have to go back to Taiwan because, like, they're contained there. <laughs> you and, can't like, go anywhere. <laughs> it's so, it's like when you're just, like, going for a Sunday drive in the air, you know? like that's Yeah, but you're putting yourself in a very COVID, like, dangerous situation yeah and for what to go, to go back home to go back home right right like a- andrea wasn't able to make it to a loved one's wedding that's how serious this shit is you know mm-hmm. and people who are just like let's do a loop-de-loop <laughs> air travel <laughs> i love it wow. um well oh my god i do no. want to point out that uh oh my god okay so gns nuts 
which is the supplier of nuts for American (laughs) Airlines and United, had 50,000 pounds of excess nuts that were not (laughs) given out. That's a lot of nuts. I just wanted to say it. (laughs) That were not passed out to, you know, weird, hungry, starved passengers. So... The company is now selling its luxury mixed nuts online. Got it. Luxury mixed wow. nuts. Wow. Give me a break. Oh my God. That's just another bag of nuts that's not going to like end up in my like travel purse for six Who's months. Who's finding I mean? this website to buy these fucking airline nuts? That's what I want to know. You can't find nuts anywhere else. Nowhere else. That I think it's actually airlinenuts.com. <laughs> <laughs> no, really? I got to People who are just nuts about airplanes. <laughs> I, I would buy truck nuts faster than I would buy airline nuts. And you can quote me. All right, next headline. Uh, this out of food and wine, a Back to the Future themed bar has opened up in Fort Worth, Texas, just in time to be shut back down by COVID. <laughs> I mean, is this, I think this is a really fun article. I love living in LA. There was really fun bars that pop up here. There was like the Star Wars bar uh, that was in Hollywood for a long time. There's like an Alice in Wonderland themed bar somewhere, you know, but it's nice to see a place like Texas kind of embracing nostalgia if you will oh hell yeah and i i kind of pictured this spot which it's called mcflies which is amazing good name. It's, it's a good name it's close to the airport love that dallas fort worth airport real nice mm, stopover beautiful yeah on my way to better cities <laughs> in texas uh but it looks really great it, it gives me the feeling of a low-key sort of roadside dive so it's got the, the irish pub feel but on the inside it's got all these nods to the original Back to the Future. I'm not so good with the references for Back to the Future Part 2 and 3. I'm not as big of a nerd. But I did just wake up, uh, I think... Friday morning and watched Back to the Future in bed. Didn't even get out. Made coffee and wow. just watched in bed. <laughs> also, like a lot of people don't really quote Back to the Future two or three. You're not so you're not really alone in that yeah. sense. Um, three is no trash. No one's gonna be like, I'm. Oh, that was that was Future Biff that I just quoted. <laughs> Nobody's gonna do that. <laughs> See, I'm more of a fan of like, I like this. I probably would enjoy it if I went. But like, I like when you pluck like an existing restaurant or or and then put that in real life. Like, don't make the movie into that. Like, give me the Emporium from Days of Confused or right, something like, you like do, that. Like the whole, um, like the Peach, Peach Pit, Pit was recreated. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or like the Say by the Bell Diner that like that was recreated yeah. and put somewhere, you know? Like, I do think those that is actually truly super fun. But People are going to eat this shit up yeah. for sure. And I mean, I'm sorry if you are in Dallas Fort Worth. I mean, you're probably going to be like, I'm not too familiar with the local bars. Hey, guys, what do you think? McFlies? I would mm-hmm. absolutely be going there for some nostalgic, nostalgic drinks. They're making up drinks called the, the Jigawatt Shot. Yeah. Featuring yeah. a mix Jigawatt of blue- I know. And it, of course, it features blue curacao, tequila, and Malibu rum. And then a great, and then there's a great Scott, which is Johnny Walker Black with simple syrup, orange juice, lemons, and limes. Um, and I am completely here for it. But in the meantime, during COVID, all you can enjoy of McFly's is the few tables outdoors. <laughs> well, good luck to them. 
in the future. <laughs> wow. Yeah. They might have to go back to the future for their reopening. Let's. Is there another? Anybody else got anything to say about this? I mean, why don't you have a DeLorean? Like that's your biggest ball drop there. Like have one permanently parked in the parking lot that people can get inside of. Like they're not that expensive. I'm sorry. I'm disappointed. I don't know. I little- guarantee. When they reopen, customers are going to be like, oh, what, you guys couldn't go back in time and fix COVID, so this bar wouldn't have closed in the first place? Because people are idiots. Oh, boy. God, I feel bad for that staff. Those poor bartenders. (laughs) Brace for it. Or I'm just going to say, run for it, bartenders. I don't know how they found us. That's very good. Bolivians. Actually great. Anyways. Andrea, should we enlighten Jason in the ways of server submitted stories? All right, guys. First story is coming to us from Chloe. So about three years ago, I worked at a taco restaurant where on Tuesdays, tacos are $2, low check averages, huge crowds, and a turn and burn kind of a night. I believe that's known as Taco Tuesdays. Am I right? I believe, yes. Yeah. And they're insane. Yeah. This regular named Bobby, who was in his mid-50s, was one of those regulars that would sit at the corner of the bar with a Miller Lite and try to tell you how horrible his life is. He always gave creepy vibes to the female servers and bartenders. <laughs> great, great. On Taco Tuesday, I am tray deep walking in the middle of tons of people on both sides. Bobby is walking by and I guess says hi. I acknowledge him and move on. Later that night, he tells a manager that he was on the verge of tears because I didn't say hello to him. Oh, Bobby. I, I hate this guy. <laughs> First off, this is creepy as fuck and gave me serial killer vibes. Yeah. Anyway, I get pulled aside the next shift and was told that this... Uh, I'm sorry. Here we go. Anyway, I get pulled aside the next shift and was told this, and that there was a zero-tolerance policy to treat customers slash locals this way. I've had some complaints before this, but I have resting bitch face, and it's something I've had to come to terms with. <laughs> I, 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 can, I can relate. Whoa. Okay. I always gave great service, but my face rubbed people the wrong way. And I can't hide it when people are stupid. That's just, yeah. <laughs> so skip ahead a few months where I'm now serving at my new job. And I met my new roommate there. When I was moving, a stu- when I was moving my stuff into my apartment, guess who fucking lives diagonal from me? Yeah, you guessed it. Bobby, who got me fired for not giving him a proper hello. (laughs) A full circle fucked up moment. But hey, it worked out. And I didn't acknowledge him once. Eat it, Bobby. I'm no longer in the industry, but are we ever fully out when we leave? (laughs) I love your podcast uh, and and found you from the last podcast, boys. Your listener stories bring me joy. Hell yourself. Chloe. Uh, Hell you, Chloe. God's feeding oh good God. tips, Chloe. I yeah, mean, I know you're great not, story. not trying to go get them tips, but that, that, I fucking hate creepos. That means well, Chloe's going to be the first per- Chloe's going to be the first person to smell him when he dies and sits in there for t- two <laughs> weeks alone. <laughs> oh no! Oh God! But you know what? Something tells me she's not going to acknowledge it. Cause no. good girl, yeah. She'll be like, I think I saw like a foot on the ground, but I don't, I don't know. I don't know. Sorry. Apparently, I'm not very observant. I, I don't like guys like this who think that they're fucking owed something yeah. because they like sit 
and bother people at restaurants all day. And ha- like, hi, and didn't acknowledge you on the verge of tears. And who the fuck is this manager? Like, I know. I, the whole thing stinks. Like Bobby's future dead body. <laughs> sorry, sorry, everybody. Whatever. You painted. You painted. Oh my god! You went to the future, Jason. Uh, yeah, good, come back. I need to get back from the future because it is bleak. And um, can, but- can I also say that this story too brings up like when you see customers out in the wild and you're off you know you're both going about real person life and there's that thing where they're like hey but they don't know why they know you because you're not in your habitat and then they're just so puzzled because they're like i don't know i I don't know why i would recognize you you're not scowling at me while you bring me things you know and (laughs) i think it's a very gross thing to run into people outside of the job because you're like Playing fields level now, isn't it, bitch? Oh, it looks like I cut in front of you at the bank, bitch. You know, but you know, there's. A- I like it that your 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 like off duty server just says bitch all the time. Like that's how it goes. You know, there's a chance that Bobby didn't even recognize her. He's just doing these things all the time for attention because he has nothing else in his life. He didn't even know that he did that to that girl or that ever happened. You know what I mean? Those type of people are like so pathetically narcissistic that they, they're oblivious to what's going on around them. That is some deep, deep truth. Deep truth. Guys. And that is That's also what I what's called a bar regular. Oh, God. <laughs> Go home to your wife, Bobby. Leave me alone. This one's coming from at Boston server. I imagine that's Instagram. No one has Twitter anymore. So, um, hi, ladies. My first restaurant job was as a host at this Tex-Mex restaurant in Boston. It was a typical chaotic Saturday night, and the other host and I were up to our asses in terrible white people and guacamole when I started to notice that a couple couple cop cars outside the restaurant never a good sign. He's right. That's bad stuff, especially now. And ha- half hour later, we started to hear banging and drilling against one of the walls. We went to investigate the source of the banging in a public hallway of the building and we and were greeted by police drilling into a wall. Apparently, a woman had been photographing the city skyline. Beautiful, beautiful skyline up there in Boston. Uh, she was on their roof, probably didn't have a permit, and fell through an abandoned elevator shaft. Ouch. Apparently, our building... I know. There's no way that one comes out positive. Um, Apparently, our building was that old where it had an abandoned elevator shaft. Who knew? (laughs) She didn't. She definitely did not know when she went up there. Um, More cops and ambulances began to arrive while the police play everyone's favorite game. Quote, is there a dead body behind this wall or maybe that wall? The guests are naturally curious, and at one point, a cop pulls me to the side and tells me that if I can't control our guests from crowding outside, they would shut us down. Like I had actual power in this hacienda hell. Boom. Nice alliteration. Beautiful. Uh, Finally, the cops find the body and are wheeling her away when right on cue, a Karen comes to the host stand. She tells me that she spent good money on the... on the filet fajitas and that the flashing lights were disrupting her meal and that I should go out there and tell them to turn off their lights. You can't make this up. I wish I was making this up. Yeah, dude, we do too. This is an awful story. It's a good story, but it's awful. Um, 
Without missing a beat, I looked her dead in the eyes and said, ma'am, a woman just died outside and just walked away. I want to know what happened to Karen after that, but we won't find out. <laughs> Thank you for keeping up the podcast and bringing humor into our lives while the world is literally on fire. You give me a reason to look forward to Friday and keep me chuckling while I work off my pandemic weight in the mornings. Godspeed and good health at Boston Server. <laughs> oh, my. Uh, Boston Server. Boston. Oh, so good. I love that someone's working out to us. Yeah, <laughs> that's absolutely. I uh, I have a lot of podcasts I listen to. Uh, if I worked out, I bet I would listen to one while I did it. But here's the thing: I only listen to podcasts when I work out because if I listen to songs, I know how long the song is, and that tells me how far I've gone. So then I'm clocking my workout, and I'm getting stressed uh. out that I'm I have so much time left in it. But if I get lost in a podcast, I just don't focus on how much time I'm spending working out. Brian is like nodding in agreement with you yeah. right now at me, being yeah. like, that's exactly why I do it too. See, I have to have like music. I can't have talking or I cannot mm. focus. I have to like, I need beats to like keep me going for sure. Anyway, got mm. it. Uh, Great story. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. Can you imagine just being like, click, 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 and like you take a couple steps back and then you're just like, splat, you're dead. Ooh. Like, fuck. That's horrible. God, it's, uh, you know, yeah. Do you know what? This probably was right around when like Instagram was like kind of blowing up and everyone's trying to get those like typical Instagram shots that were on roofs and like very curated and like oh, some yeah. people pushed it too far. They just weren't careful. Well, in 2011, when we all decided that no one had ever seen a picture of a skyline before, you know, um, <laughs> that's all our Instagrams were because like, you know, we didn't have access to filters. Wait, Jason, did you say you worked at a tech Yeah, no, I'm no. circling back to this. Oh, so, yeah. so <laughs> here's what's gonna happen. Okay, I think this is a great segue. You're gonna you're gonna bridge the gap between mm-hmm. telling us about your service experience, but this one in particular relates to Boston Server Problems uh, story. Yeah, it. Uh, so the it's actually the last server job I had was for the first year out of college in Waltham, Massachusetts, where I went to school, right outside of Boston at a Tex-Mex restaurant called Margaritas. It was certainly a hacienda hell, so I don't doubt that this might be the same place because it was like a chain restaurant. Um, and it was, uh, I mean, it was really awful, but I will say it was, it did, I met my first like real girlfriend there and she convinced me to move to New York and none of us would be friends if that didn't happen. So it brought us all together at the end of the day. So at least it. that is a positive outcome. But we uh, sorry, go ahead. No, 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 no. We love stories like this. Like this is this is like the camaraderie, like the people you work with, like the the relationships you forge, like the the future like serving brings you. You know what I mean? Sure. Like from where you were to where you are now. It's beautiful. It is. And I honestly, that was the only positive thing that came out of it because the rest of it was almost identical to that movie Waiting because <laughs> I went to business school. So all my kids, college colleagues, my classmates got like high paying business jobs and I'd have to fucking serve them like a pathetic fucking business school dropout. And it was just so demoralizing that you just do more cocaine and then sleep right up until you have to go to work and then do cocaine at work and it just doesn't stop ever until you pull yourself out you're like oh my god what was i doing 
Because you only and then you're just like covered in <laughs> salsa all the yeah. time, and you smell like sizzling fajitas. Yeah. Probably you're like Fried. all everything you own smells like smoke and like peppers Ugh. and yeah. Fried I, it corn, did introduce baby. me to yeah. chimichangas, which I was not aware of before, and those are fantastic. Yeah, a chimichanga is great. <laughs> yeah, it's just like a deep fried. Burrito, yeah, that's all right? it is. You just fry a burrito. That's all you do. <laughs> and cover it with sauce. Put some sauce on it. I love it. Boom. You kind of you kind of get heartburn the way you do when you eat a donut. It's that sort of fried level yeah. of you're just like, oh, is this a pastry with beans in it? Yeah, is this a pastry? <laughs> Delicious. Oh, and, that's great. Yeah, did anyone um anyone get uh trapped in a wall while you worked at Margarita? No one got no? trapped. I mean, they got trapped in their like their own like wall of <laughs> like emotion co- and wall like and- cocaine wall and like depression. The depression wall for sure. Um what are my buddy How long did you work there? 11 months from 2004 okay. to 2005 and then I moved to New York in 2005. Jason, how long all in? You said from high school till about 2005, so yeah. so I don't know how to do that math cuz I'm not sure when so you graduated. So that high was uh, some yeah. I mean, my first job or I'll start with my second job. So 97 to 2005 yes. were my Yes. Service years, which included like amusement park service, so not necessarily food, but like a carny. I was for a little while. A uh, barker? No, carny. Like I worked at like the games. You know what I mean? Like oh, I like. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I basically I just I, I sold oversized Tweety Birds to like Puerto Rican dads that didn't want to play the game, but were willing to pay me forty dollars for a Tweety Bird, and I was like, "Yeah, winner! We got a winner here! Come on!" <laughs> 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 that happened a lot. Uh, <laughs> oh my um, god but by the way may i highly suggest everybody watch class action park oh yeah HBO. i just watched it oh my god and I, I could see you in the 80s bartending at that nightmare yeah. shop jason oh my god you well are i was like, a, my first job was a lifeguard at the water park at my amusement my local amusement park so i basically was doing like what they were doing we were like throwing kids down slides like just like treating them like uh, eventually after I left someone did drown but not on my watch nobody drowned on my watch holy shit I basically worked at Action Park yeah I, I absolutely recommend Class Action Park. Um, but so, yeah, so then you did that for a bit. So you were, sounds like, eight years all in. So sounds like uh, the, the shit started getting weird around your second job. Uh, yeah, so my second job, the amusement park stuff was fun, but nothing, like, too weird happened there. But after I, I them, I worked at um, the Sophia Room in Bristol, Connecticut, which was, like, a banquet hall. So I worked in the office and then also like serving at like their events and one day uh, our boss he's just like this angry he looked like mark mcguire with like no future you know what i mean he was just like an angry <laughs> fat-headed steroid like 90s dad and he was just so mean to us and then one day i got in there early and this is like 98 like there's a scanner right we're all in aol that's just the whole situation and i find on the scanner a bunch of polaroids that he took of him his own erect penis and himself posing naked in our office that he was like scanning in and like sending to women on aol <laughs> chat like he, he invented a dick pic. dick pic yeah yes yes <laughs> i love 
I love that this is before like cell phones. So he was then like the pioneer. Stuffing, stuffing them in envelopes. Yeah, yeah, and then yeah. Them and looking he like for really thought about it. He really thought about all the details on how to do it. And he wasn't even smiling. So what were these women thinking with like this angry naked man in like a, a, a conference room office? What? It's, it's threatening. It's yes. so threatening. I, I don't. I do not like my dick pics with any sense of humor whatsoever. <laughs> so I get it. No whimsy. No whimsy. <laughs> also, I don't want to see your face. Just show me your yeah. dick. Yeah, first. that's it. Like, that's the thing he got wrong. Yeah, that's incriminating, man. Like, nobody can question if it's just neck down. Like, hey, that's I don't crazy. know where that came from. So that was my first, like, really interesting um, service industry story. And the other one... Um, I think worth talking about. It's kind of a little more lighthearted and fun. I worked at this as a bar back at this uh, two bars in Boston, and they just treated me like shit. And one day, um, the basement was flooded with a foot of water, and they refused to close the restaurant and bar. So I had to prep prep food down there and bring beer up while it was flooded. So I like wading through all this water for eight hour shift to like two thirty in the morning, just prepping all this food, and uh, but. While I worked there, it's crazy. It's crazy. Did they give you waiters? It was just like in your normal clothes. Yeah, and shorts, shorts and sneakers. I'm walking in fucking water. Oh my god! (laughs) But uh, just like rainwater flooding, like that's dangerous. No, I think it was like pipes. So probably septic. (laughs) Was wading in feces, like making curly fries. Um, Oh god! Oh, but while I worked in the basement there, I uh, would listen to WZLX which was the classic rock station in Boston I would always call in and make requests so I like built a rapport with the DJ and he came in to have a beer with me and brought me a t-shirt after this happened because oh I God. told him one time when I called in so I'd never forget that moment I was like this fucking guy's here so I had a beer with the DJ the classic rock DJ in, uh, in Boston that's, that's amazing incredible. I used to I was obsessed. 94.7 WCSX Detroit was our classic rock station. And they had, you know, everything's like the Motor City. And like the DJ's names were like Wheels. And, you know, just. Wheels. I mean, probably something like that. (laughs) And oh my God, they would be hanging out at every shitty, like, like it'd be like a Bachman Turner Overdrive playing at Pine Knob. (laughs) And you would get free tickets from the um from the host stand at Big Boys at Bob's Big Boys and uh, they just have free <laughs> tickets you could rifle through there they were extras they get dropped off I was like who wants to see Fog Hat tonight and WCSX would always be there and I'd like hang out I'm like man I want your job one day yeah. thank God I didn't go after it you're j- jamming with the hottest disc jockey disc jockey um well that you know uh everything you're talking about it leads me to believe you can only relate as hard as we can to the topic of the day which again i get surprised sometimes almost this is 90 episodes in that we haven't tackled this one yet yeah but the trail shift your training day at a new mm-hmm. place Ooh, baby. Okay. <laughs> when you said Trailing Day, I was like, I couldn't help but think, obviously, the movie Training Day and how That's funny it would yeah. be yeah. if it was just Ethan Hawke following Denzel around a fucking Applebee's, like, all geeked out on PCP. <laughs> like, just... Where's I mean, this I mean, it's, not, it's, really, it's really not that far-fetched. It's not. Like, you know? 
that's why I wrote trailing day because I'm yeah. just like you don't know you can get that weird diabolical server who only wants to set you up for failure because yeah. they fucking hate their life they hate their job it's no it is and not a coincidence crack. you know they're they're definitely on crack absolutely okay so I went to just you know anytime we go just try and put these restaurant terms into Google and do research you're like I have no idea what's gonna pop up like if people talk about this online or whatever first things first everything came up as trial shift which I was like am I crazy am I having like a Mandela effect has it always been called trial shift then you start opening all the articles and that is the UK and Australian term for your training when you work in a bar and restaurant. They call it the trial shift. Sure, or like a mock a mock shift a mock is what shift. I've heard it called. Yes, yeah. yes. But, okay, here's the difference, though. So I did further inspection, and there's a big difference in terms of working in the UK or Australia. You know, and the term makes sense because it's a trial, you know. They yeah. want to see if you can do the job, if you didn't lie on the paper, but you haven't been given the job. You go in and Ooh. you work one, two shifts for no fucking money. Mm -hmm. You audition. And yeah. I know, but especially over in these countries, you know, a lot of restaurants, if they're shady as fuck, can basically bank on free labor with like a rotating cast of idiots coming through. But Okay, so I mean, but do you think there's actually restaurants that they just keep they just keep like rotating? They're like the guys like I don't know. It's my it's my third trial shift, so I have seniority. It's your first night. Like, <laughs> I mean, I I guarantee someone shady enough who does not give a fuck about the customer's experience would definitely do that. But um, okay, so the thing is like. The difference is, like, just because we do have listeners in the UK and Australia and um, a few other places, we call it a trail shift or training. Truly the big difference, ethically now more than ever, because of the Department of Labor, they have to hire you. You, you mm -hmm. get the job, and then you enter right. what are called your trail shifts, which is a big difference. Legally, you, like, you have to be paid minimum wage. Um, you might decide you don't want it, or maybe they let you go after you've been hired and do a few trail shifts, but you are employed um, at right, that point. Right. Uh, right, and then like you legally start your training program which it is. That's what it is, right? It's a program. It's a program. And this is the same for bartending shifts, all that. So now that, you know, I think everyone tries to pull that shit, but it's really been cracked down on the past five years here in America. Um, and of course, then there's the whole practice. We won't get into this too much, but you guys know back of house, the, the, the shifts where the cooks will stage. Are you familiar mm -hmm. with that term? Uh, yeah. I'm not. What is uh -huh. that? Okay. Stage. So, um, Stage uh, is from the French word means a uh, stagiaire, and that means trainee or apprentice. And I looked up on Wikipedia, a server or waiter can also stage in a restaurant for the same purpose as a cook, but in America, uh -uh, illegal, yeah. unfair labor practice by all means. Um, so, like, the, the, okay, and I will get on to what, like, the meat of what we're talking about, but I just think this is important to note. Like, if you're newer, younger, trying this out here in the States, do not let somebody tell you that you're about to come work and try out for the restaurant for free as a server. I've, did, I've done a stage shift. I mean, it was years ago, but it was in Chicago, and it was a fine dining place. Yes. You know? 
And I think that's kind of like, that's where you get more words like that, where they're just like, mm, are you really going to be able to work here? Is this something you can really, you know, and even if, again, these are the more elite places that they think that they can get away with this stuff more because like, right. you're going to make a shitload of money, you know? Right, right. And and it's, it's now it's a little more, I mean, it's a very known, it's an open secret that, you know, you as, as an aspiring cook, you'll do whatever it takes to work under the, the tutelage of a chef de cuisine at a place right. that has Michelin stars, whatever. It's exploitation. They got hours of free chopping out of you. Is what Did you just say Michelin? <laughs> Michelin. 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 Is yeah. that how it's that's pronounced? That's how we say it on the show. Okay. No, that's just how we say it on this show. <laughs> no, it's not. I, it's not. No, it's Michelin. <laughs> All right. So to get back into our state of mind, I just thought it was interesting to like point out the differences between, you know, different countries and working in restaurants. Okay. So right off the bat, when I say the phrase, your training shift as a server, how does that make you feel, guys, emotionally? Let's check in. Uh, shy. <laughs> Empty. <laughs> Empty? Yeah. I immediately just feel embarrassed before I even get yeah. there. Sweaty. Is that an emotion? Yeah. It's an emotion. <laughs> it is now. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I feel like an empty husk with no personality. Um, yeah. I get really stressed. Uh, I feel like a kid. I feel like a kid. Yeah, it is a lot like that. It's like you're like a closed up flower and yeah. people don't know that you're just a beautiful flower yeah. and, and, and you're going to bloom and they're going to love you. But nobody gives a fuck. No. And you also spend a lot of time studying like a binder of like dumb information <laughs> as a grown up to go feel weird about like, am I going to pass this test? You know, like can I, I can I put a plate on a table successfully? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> What's my carry like? What does my carry look like? Yes. Oh, yeah. So it's it's just this necessary dance that we all have to do to get the job, specifically if it's going to be corporate, you know, they are going to look for these steps of service that are done their way because they'll secret shop you. We've talked about all that bullshit but mm -hmm, it's sort mm -hmm. of like it, it is this like little fucking fake routine you have to go through to eventually just do it your own way you have to learn the rules before you can break them mm -hmm. exactly so what are we gonna expect during a training sh training a week a shift it's it's gonna be more than one unless this is a real shitty yeah. place so it's like a training week you're probably gonna have three or four shifts yeah 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 for sure you're going to, I mean, I'm just going straight to like being able to eat the whole menu. That's like, that's the payoff for all of it. <laughs> Absolutely. Where they're like, are you okay with taste testing everything? And you're like, uh-huh, yeah. uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> I mean, what do you expect? I mean, just expect to like, listen, like be quiet and listen and follow somebody and then it switches and then you they follow you yes. right until until you can do the job yes. and they watch you so yeah. let's let's talk about that flow like i've never okay. trained anyone have you guys trained people uh, oh yeah. yeah oh i've trained so many okay people. well we'll, we'll end yeah. on your mastery of the art yeah <laughs> please andrew please <laughs> yeah. let us know being a How server that they entrusted the restaurant's well-being with yeah yeah, What's yeah. That yeah. Like? <laughs> Okay, so if some of you are maybe looking at uh, places that are hiring coming up soon, getting your first restaurant job, even in this wild 
fucking time of pandemic. Here's what to expect. And also, we're just going to kind of go down the list to give our current listeners some lovely PTSD. We're going to make you think about that churl shift and give you the willies. Um, so... I mean, immediately you're going to be asked to adhere to the restaurant and the server dress code, uh, you know, whether they might be like, hey, just show up in all black, got to do your white button down, or you're going to be issued a uniform, you know? So either way, you're going to take a trip to TJ Maxx or Marshall's to get a piece of that uniform. That's <laughs> Mine was a T-shirt. So oh, that's nice. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's probably, it's guaranteed that your shift, if, it's going to start on a slow night very early in the week. Oh, they, yeah. Never a weekend. No, for no, sure. no, no, no. You know, you will hopefully graduate to the weekend or they might split you up where you do two shifts one week and then they get you on your own the next week early in the week just so you don't totally get your ass handed to you. But like Jason was saying, you're a grown adult sitting in the back at the wobbly table somewhere with a binder <laughs> full of homework. That's so true. Ugh. So much menu homework, so much. Then you're going to have whoever your trainer is going to be familiarizing you and teaching you. You know, there might even be literature about the, the point of sale system, the fucking POS. Yes. Oh, yeah, the old POS. Imagine is having there a the, card. Is there just a code? Yeah. How does it work? <laughs> yeah, is there a card or a code? It's one of the two. There's no other way around it. So my server nightmares, which, by the way, have returned like wildfire two years of doing this podcast. My biggest thing, I can't remember my server code to get into the POS. And I'm just like doing that. You're shut out. Shut out. I'm shut out. And I'm trying to remember so hard. And my my brain won't remember. And I never get in. And I'm always looking for another server to ask if they'll put in their code. It's really stressful. Anyway, that is super stressful. I don't like it. I don't like it. Okay. There's a chance you might be watching a VHS or a DVD if it's corporate enough. (laughs) That's very true. Very, very much the movie waiting, Jason, as you know. Um, And you might have to, you know, overall learn through this video the company language, you know, the spiel, the stuff that they do their way when you're family, you know. That sort of shit. So it feels like school for dum-dums, uh, but this is the stuff that you have to learn and kind of sign yeah. off and show that you've done it before they let yeah. you go just do the thing that you yeah. probably already really know how to do well. That's the worst is when you've done it. I know. And you've done it forever. You're just like, you're just like stew in your own skin and you're just like, I, I gotta fuck up and like refill a soda. Yeah. Just let me refill a soda. Yeah. Like, you know. <laughs> So that's the thing. So there are different styles. There's no one right or wrong way to do it. I think there's good versus bad for sure. But, you know, you're either going to have, like we said, like the corporate handbook version um, that has protocol or the loosey goosey place that's just going to be trial by fire. Just love that place. Love it. Fuck that place. (laughs) Again, a place I have nightmares about when I go to sleep. Um, But I think usually... Like, I think we can all agree if you've had this too, Jason and Andrea. Um, first shift, you're just gonna, they're literally gonna be like, shut your fucking mouth, don't touch anything. If anyone looks mm-hmm. you in the eyes, look away, just smile. You know nothing, peon. Um, it really is weird. And when you're a seasoned server, it 
murders you inside to your soul that you're not even allowed to really go get like Andrea said a refill on a coke the simplest mm-hmm. thing they might ask you and you have to say I'm training I'm not allowed you do oh, I wish there was pathetic. some times in my life I could just say that be like you know this is my training ship let me just like get you somebody else and, like yeah. like they should have a sandwich board that you put over your outfit <laughs> like driver's like a ed. special like driver's like ed. a special sash ooh like a Nexion like scarf like the lowest rung scarf that you <laughs> I haven't watched the doc yet don't ruin it for me scarves were mandatory in my Tex-Mex restaurant actually no matter what time of year you had to be wrapped oh, up in like, a scarf really is that like more Spanish than it is Mexican they didn't understand it. culture at, uh, <laughs> in Waltham Massachusetts you're like you're, you're like why do you look like a gondola you yeah. know like <laughs> operator <laughs> It's like, this is Tex-Mex. What's going on? I had the little clappy symbols on my fingers when I would go up to the table. Are you seeing? No, no, no. They're castanets. Is that what they're called? Yeah, castanets. Castanets. I'd come in all hot. Hi, hello. I talk like an English you know, accent. It was Boston, so they used clamshells that you used them for. You fashioned them yourself. Like, so good. Just kill me just kill me uh, I made it from a batch of steamers <laughs> <laughs> so now and then like we're moving on to our second shift usually this is the shift where you and your trainer kind of become conjoined twins and you take up a lot of space where they're like you're allowed to touch things and help me now yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they're like we're gonna be a team serving you tonight so yep. anything you might need maybe you talk to Brooke or you ask me Andrea we're both here for you right Blech. it's important to remember at this point you get introduced to the table and boy does yeah. that feel bad you do like a little hi little wave you're like <laughs> I don't have a personality yeah I'm but it's like, the D, it's like the it's like the it's the uh it's the DP shift you know what I mean it's the old D the D double double penetration serving shift mm-hmm. this is what I'm gonna call it okay So we've passed our DP. You're still hanging in there. And so maybe your third or your fourth shift on the floor. I kind of, this is like um, student becomes master. Absolutely. (laughs) That's when you think your trainer just is like leans back like against a rail. He's like, see that kid? Taught him everything I know. (laughs) They like let you, they let you out of the nest and you fly that night. You fly. Um, so you're doing everything, but you're clocked in probably under their number. You know, still, you haven't been assigned your own identity. You have to make it through. Then you'll get your own stuff eventually. But that's the big night. That's what we call showtime. So you got to nail that. You have to nail that. Um, so that's kind of what you can expect. We've all been there. And, you know, like, that's that's like the really nice way of trying to describe a trail shift. Um I think what really goes down in your head during a trail shift is really important to talk about. Um, Let's talk about the things you don't expect to happen, but usually do every time. Here's what I've, I've uh, basically, you're like, oh, cool. I'm going to go start my new job. Guess what? Everyone hates you who already works there. And then they stare at you, but somehow also manage to fully ignore you at the same time. Totally true. It's it. I agree. It's like it, it's like me. It's like Mean Girls. It's like there's a group that hates you, you know, in a way. 
I don't I don't like the feels that you're just like, I'm cool, I promise, I promise, I'm cool, you guys. I just let me like hang out with you. That's how I think it's all social structure, previous social structure goes out the window. Kinda like starting comedy. No matter how Mm. cool you were beforehand, all these nerds don't give a shit. No until you're could put a plate down without dropping. No, anyway. it's it's like being a rookie on a team. It's like yeah. being like it's like the young like the young soldier with like the group that's went on all the tours, and then the new guy comes in and they're just like, "I've got battle scars, you little fucking shit." I'll show yeah. you like that's what it, it's like. If you haven't been through chaos with them, like you're not part of the team. Yeah. Yep. And here's the thing: there are no hard and fast rules, other than that, if you have a good trainer, they're gonna look out for you a little bit. But there are no rules for the other employees there. They might decide to fuck with you, and there's nothing you can do. Usually, your trainer just is like, "Hey, come on, guys, cut it out!" But they're still laughing at you being fucked with because um, everyone hates you. They're gonna give you a hard time. <laughs> well, who's that person that training you is like? Could be good or bad, right? Very, very possibly a Denzel Washington type character <laughs> from Training Day, yeah. right? But also like a very much like a, te- a Denzel Washington type from, um, you know, a movie where he plays a really good person, Man on Fire, <laughs> where he's just got your back Man till he dies. Yeah, it's true. That is a good one. He won't stop until you're safe. He will not. Stop. But OK, but take the take the training day, Denzel Washington trainer. He's like, all right. So after you put the order in and you see that the appetizers are being cleared, you're going to hit fire. Then we walk out behind the dumpster and you take these pills. Yeah, Come yeah. on, take them. Take these pills. Take these pills. I mean, it's just meth. It's just meth. Don't be a bitch. That's just working in a restaurant. What you described—that's really all. I would, I would love if, like, I was doing a training shift and, like, my trainer's top line was "Don't be a bitch." To yeah. everything. Oh, that's fantastic! <laughs> it's so real. It's so real. Come on, go ask, go ask, go, go ask that kid if he wants another Shirley Temple. Come on, don't be a bitch yeah. until you have to. Until you have to be, right? Okay, so then this, I mean, I just went through this when I got a serving job again before COVID closed everything down. But they're like, all right, follow me back into the kitchen. And you're like, oh, no, the inner workings of the restaurant. And you're basically being made to do like a perp walk in front of all the kitchen, like line workers. And they're like, hey, mommy, fresh fish. Oh, yeah, everybody's sizing you up. Oh, my God, if you're a man, forget it. They're trying to figure out if, you know, if you're a pussy, if they can beat you up. If you're a lady, they're like, ooh, fresh meat. That's like one thing about the movie Waiting that they actually do well is they do that. They do that like here's the new kid and everybody does size him up. So I will I will give Waiting yes. that win. Score one for Waiting. <laughs> the only one for Waiting. The only one. Um, This is important to know. While you're on that trailing shift, um, you're going to just be in everyone's way the entire shift. It's very true. There's a lot of apologizing that happens when you are a trainee. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm oh, sorry. I'm my, I'm my bad. I'm okay. Oh, sorry. Was your flan too flat? I'm so sorry. <laughs> and then um, I think it's really important to know, too, that the customers look at you like you're dog shit when you walk up there with the other server. They're like, why is this other asshole standing Ugh. here looking at us? Yeah, like it's not already awkward enough and then like it's so true. They're just like, Oh, like I have to be subjected to like this shit. I'm always like, Hi you know, obviously 
when you have the history of it, you try and be very nice about it. But it 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 is kind of awkward for everybody, you know. It's super awkward. I mean, you've got you've got the trainers who just might be more extroverted. They are actually the trusted person. And granted, they're probably going to resent that they've been labeled the person most trusted to train someone because it is kind of annoying. You might not be able to hustle or do your job as... Yeah, I mean, maybe. People just don't like... They don't just get like pointed out and be like, you're a trainer tonight. Like They have to get yes. like approved to be a trainer. But I do think when it comes to that like table relationship, if you don't have a good trainer as a trainee and 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 the customers you are the fucking third wheel for sure you know and like that vibe sucks nobody wants to be a third wheel yeah <laughs> jason did you ever bartend did i ask that or um you know i i longed for it i got like at when i was doing like um event waiting sometimes they would let me do the event bartending but that's like opening yeah. beers and making vodka soda so it never really was didn't scratch the itch you know totally totally and andrea maybe you can speak to this uh did you have bartending trail shifts what were i did have a bar i mean i did both sides but when because i desperately wanted to be a fucking bartender mm-hmm. i don't for me it was a yeah. status symbol for yeah, me yeah, of you know like and I uh, there were there were definitely training shifts where it was like and you kind of have to back at the same time. It was always a slow night of the week, 100 percent. So kind of the same. But then you have to like get to know where everything is. And then there's always a time where you just have to you get to like go through every alcohol, especially when you're young and don't know like all of them where you get to kind of like take a little sip of like every yeah, alcohol. Because yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, you know, like I think I think the way chefs and cooks kind of get this like you just need to show up and show us that you've got the goods because the job doesn't have maybe the same intricacies as I mean it has intricacies but not the same way front of house does where it's like you either know how to make drinks and make food or you don't and so I think sometimes there can be that like where there's like staging there can be like tonight's guest bartender and then some hot shot shows up and then they're like you should keep the job the way you flipped those bottles went back forth back Joey you're fired get the (laughs) fuck out of here like that's usually what happens um I mean I see what you mean for sure but I think that there's there's such like confidence and flair in being a bartender anyway. You can't be, you can't have low self esteem and be a bartender. No. You have to even even if you do and you're like you have to present as such, you know, because you're expected to play a part. Totally. So it's a whole different feel, you know. In my opinion. No, you're right. Do you have Jason? Do you personally have any like? recollections of trailing at any of your jobs no horror stories that i remember um that the girl i trailed with was uh she was just like so about her business and such like a dialed in like buttoned up server um that like what a very much in hindsight resting bitch face vibes before that was even a thing, but like when she obviously got to know her, she like was nice. She just did, she didn't like the job, but she was a true pro about it. So I just remember learning very quickly because of that. Um, and like you know, immediately I was like, well, maybe I can pick this girl up. And then it was like two seconds in, it was like, nah, nah, don't even think about that, Jace. She will kill you right here <laughs> if you <laughs> just one more eye in the wrong direction. Fuck. So and it's- yeah. 
it is you 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 wanna you wanna exude um the whole point well here what let's let's kind of wrap up with like some advice because like we're, we're telling you how it's gonna feel that it's going to suck but i think we have some good like fake it to make it sort of feedback for yeah. your first time trailing or your second third fifth seventh time you know going to do it again it's just part of yeah, I think fake it, fake it till you make it. But like, also again, confidence. But also, like, listen and be present, and and just be like, what? How can I help you? What can I do? Like, learn the feel and the groove of the place if you genuinely want to be there. To then be able to set yourself up for success, right? Absolutely. I I think everything you said, especially for these first shifts, show up a bit before it starts. Do better mm-hmm. than just on time act like you kind of want to be there even though it's awkward and no one knows you yeah introduce yourself Shake yeah you got you have to make yourself be extroverted and you got to have high energy because it'll overcompensate for any lack of knowledge that you have about either technical knowledge or about the menu or whatever it may be like if you screw up someone's order but like they like you then you're going to be okay still so like you just got to go in and, and push yourself out of your comfort zone if you're not used to acting that way. And then it'll eventually sort – the knowledge will sort itself out if you can do that up top. If yeah. you're, if you're meek, you know, it's it, not going to work out for you. Yeah, it's all going to be over soon. You can yeah. go yeah. – maybe you'll get invited to go get a beer with your coworker, your new coworkers afterwards, and then you'll Ooh. break the ice. Ooh, I've got some advice, though. I think until you have your own swipe card and number, say, oh, say no. That, that's an opinion. I think, but uh, I don't know. I feel like make sure. No, you- no, no. You're actually right. That is because that's an initiation like unto itself. Like, yeah, I think so, too. Now, I think also great advice when you are training, even if you're not exactly sure what's going on and they don't have a lot for you to do. Hustle anyways. Appear oh, to yeah. hustle. Be on the ball. Uh, definitely Clearing don't- tables left and right. Yes, Oh, yeah, be, be a busser. Yeah. There's always something to fucking do. There's yeah. never not anything to Rolling do. Rolling silverware. Like, <laughs> we've absolutely had someone who came in to train at one of my more fine dining restaurants. And it was like, they were like, uh, really? Nothing to do? Cool. And like we're like leaning on the bar one of their first shifts. And it was like... Oh. Like the owner of the place was like, fuck this guy. Get him the fuck out of here. And like he did not. He was Mr. Like, oh, I want to talk up to the bartender about the other bartenders I know. And it's like, yeah, but you're training to be a server. Like stay in your lane, motherfucker. Mm. Yeah, man. Um, And I think, too, like don't don't like. But trust me, you will get to the point where you can complain about the job on a level equal to all of your coworkers, but you can't come out of the gates being the embittered server right then and there asking your trainer, hey, when can I get out of here? You know, <laughs> like, yeah, like asking the kitchen if they'll make you something to eat, like just that stuff is for later. OK, it yeah, is. You don't get to just do that. Yeah. No. Yeah. <laughs> And no matter, many, no matter how many times you tell Nick Turner not to act that way, he's going to act that way. So I you know, know. <laughs> it's always about get rich, Nick. Is yeah, <laughs> get some free food, Nick. Um, yeah, and then you guys, I think most importantly is like you are going to have moments of just feeling embarrassed mm. or also feeling abject terror. Remember to check in and try and do like a neutral, pleasant, relaxed, just a small smile. 
just to relax. <laughs> Everyone relax right now. Let's do it together and let's center ourselves and just do like a competent nod. Keep your head down. Everyone looks so confident right now. <laughs> we all look like shit eating weirdos, but yeah. <laughs> it's better than being like, yeah. I'm ready to bring you food. Absolutely. Can you spell that order for me? I don't know what you said. I, uh, Just mopping your forehead with your yeah. tie like you're Rodney Dangerfield. Like, everybody, calm down. Remember to just take a beat, center yourself, and look pleasant and competent because that's about all you have when you're trailing. And then I think when you make it through and they, they let you loose on your own, they, you know, like the thing is that first shift, your night alone on the floor, you're, you're probably going to be shitting your pants a little bit, but at least no one's watching over you. You know, nope, it's just, you know, nope. just all you then. But yeah, um, back to the like work drinks. If you're trailing, if you can confidently say goodbye to everyone while they're drinking at the bar until they ask you to have a drink with them, I mean, it's gonna go so far. Hey guys, have a good night, and then just leave. Not be like, "What are you guys doing? Are you guys hanging out? Yeah, I'll yeah, hang yeah. out." That's no. true. That's very true. <laughs> don't be a fucking weirdo if you don't need to be. I think is this the advice there? Don't let them know you have substance abuse issues right yeah. out of the gate. No, because they yeah, all got them. Don't, don't don't give them any dirt on you for like at least a month. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And don't don't sleep with anyone at the new job while you're still training. Yeah. <laughs> Do I even need to say it? You know, it's gonna happen. Just wait for it. Let it unfold naturally. Yeah. It's true. Agreed. Um, I think we is did I leave anything out about the dreaded trail shift? No, I feel very I feel very confident that we covered it all nailed it because yeah. i have ugh. Ugh. i know I feel, i'm like i need to go do something that makes me feel confident and in charge <laughs> like falling down an elevator shift oh, oh no brother R. R. that lady <laughs> <laughs> well jason thank you so much for coming on side work thank you you're welcome this has been fun we are blessed to have your Hacienda Hell stories now join our Halls of Fame. Um, can we find you on the social? Do you yep. Are you co-hosting with uh, Dave Ross right now or what's going on? Uh, Dave Ross and I have a podcast in the works that will come out soon. So okay. I guess I will be co-hosting with him. Um, Fun. Uh, but otherwise you could find me at Eat, Pray, Jason, all social handles. Very all nice. two, all Twitter and Instagram social handles. I haven't, I've tried to get on TikTok and then I just felt severely overaged and have pulled out pretty quickly <laughs> a number of times. Yeah. So just the two. Um, we're going to talk about a training day. <laughs> yeah. Oh <my> God. <laughs> awesome. Uh, we should do a TikTok training episode. We've got an oh influencer God. in yeah. there. Well, then we can finally take TikTok over like we've been wanting we, to this yeah. whole time. I think as long as we're hiding under the guise of service industry hashtags, no one will know that we're 40. No, <laughs> yeah. I <laughs> <laughs> can't know. Um, awesome. Well, you guys, thanks as always for listening to Sidework Podcast. Uh, please keep sending in your server submitted stories. We are stockpiling a really nice amount, which means we're going to start pushing out extra content for you guys. 
uh, during the week. So please send them our way. You can DM them at Sidework Podcast on Instagram. You can also uh, just email sideworkpod at gmail.com. We love reading them. They're so funny. They give us life. Andrea, anything else? They're so good. Yeah. And just remember, you guys, you can always check out all the great shows with our a fellow Last Podcast Network family members over at lastpodcastnetwork.com. Everything's so great. And I think other than that, I think should everybody just make sure you're fucking registered to vote and yes. then you should be voting. I'm just going to say that. Get, you know? get ready to hear a little bit more from us regarding that. Uh, we want to empower servers to get out there and really make their votes count in yep. 2020. Um, we're going to have a chat, everybody. Okay? I'm very excited about <laughs> it. Very excited. Buckle up. Buckle Aunt up. Brooks, Aunt, Aunt Brooke is going to talk about voting next week. I um, think I am. So. Okay. Well, until then, you guys, you know what we say every week. Godspeed. And good tips. And good health. Yeah. And good fight, you guys. Thanks so much for listening. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.